You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the podcast. It's Locked on Cardinals, part of your Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, Wednesday edition of the show. Excited to talk to you. If you are following the U of A news, check out Locked on Wildcats. They've got great insight info coming your way as far as why Sean Miller, why the time was now, and who's going to be the next head coach down in Tucson. If you're Sun Devil and you don't give a crap about that, then fine. Bo and Alex here with you. Give us a follow on Twitter at LockdownAZCards, at B-O-B-R-A-C-K, and at Clancy's Corner. Big show. You know, the, the hype is uh, starting to build up. Not not about the draft, but about the Arizona Cardinals needing new uniforms. I saw a couple more tweets today. Our guy Espo um, from the solar panel, he, had, uh, he tweeted out some pretty clean-looking uniforms, and we'll just get back into the discussion about, you know, will the Arizona Cardinals have new uniforms? I think... It's not happening in 2021. They probably we would have seen some sort of leak or some sort of announcement that they were going to get some new threads. But who knows? If, if that's something they could swing here pretty soon, it'd be legit for the Cardinals. Kyler Murray, of course. Uh, we have the No Context uh, Cardinals Twitter account that we retweeted today. And it was Kyler Murray's quote on Twitch from last year saying, yeah, they're long overdue for an update. Alex, uh, we'll get into that conversation as far as the uh, uniforms are concerned. And also, uh, I saw some rumblings, some more rumors about another candidate to join the Arizona Cardinals running back room. Uh, recently, it was Gio Bernard. Yeah, I love Gio. I mean, he, he's, he's a, but I mean, I just in general, like he's a fantasy football darling. He's got one of the best mustaches you've ever seen. You're always wondering if he could be the guy. You know, like I talked about Jamal Williams in the offseason before he signed with uh, Detroit, I think. Um, Gio's, he's Chase Edmonds. Like he is like body type, everything. Gio can run between the tackles a little bit better, but he's not a guy that can take contact and move forward. He's a three and a half yard per carry guy. When he's had flashes, again, fantasy darling because he's great catching the ball out of the backfield. Um, I actually talked to... uh, I talked to our boys from Locked On, from Locked On uh, Bengals, talked to Jake Lisko earlier today, and he said that he sees Gio going to Florida to live with his dad, to be closer to his dad. So Tampa Bay or Jacksonville will be the, the um, most likely landing spots for him. But yeah, he's an interesting name. I mean, he'd definitely be a great compliment to any backfield. I just think he's too similar to Chase Edmonds. Yeah. I think there's yeah. a lot of similarities. And as far as what you want... From the former North Carolina running back, I mean, he was he was a lot shiftier back in his younger days. He's also been a guy that's really never been given an opportunity. Like they've they've either gone with like uh, it, it's Joe Mixon's show now, of course, in Cincinnati, and then there was the who was the who was the other running back who was the change of pace guy who who flashed for a little bit out of Auburn. Man, I'm trying to remember who he was. He was a fantasy football guy for for like two seasons. Just and, kind of a Jarvis Ellis? No, but but <laughs> I think he was in the, <laughs> the same. Law firm? No, the law firm was in the same backfield as, as Gio. I think for maybe a cup of coffee. But um, yeah. yeah, it'll come to me. I'm sure by the end of this podcast. But it, it is interesting just kind of seeing the other names uh, being associated with the Arizona Cardinals, and the, the, I I do think they do need a, a change of pace guy uh, to Chase Edmonds. How do you feel about Chase Edmonds if somehow? 
nothing happens to the running back room between now and then and Chase Edmonds being the guy. I would be very nervous. I mean, we've but we've seen it. We've seen it. We've you know? seen it. I mean, we've seen it once, right? We saw we we saw it against a, a future New York Giants team where he went off, right? 120 plus yards and three touchdowns and a runaway victory. Uh, but also we saw it, you know, the next week where it seems like okay, it's time for the Chase Edmonds show. Here's his opportunity. He's going to take over. He's going to make up where DJ at the time, David Johnson, was falling short. Um, and then he immediately gets gets hurt. And I think there's there's concerns about Chase Edmonds, his durability to be an every down back. I think that there's there's uh, there's questions as far as you know, can he be a guy that you can lean on at the end of a game that's just going to be able to run between the tackles, pick up you know three yards a carry, four yards a carry, put yourself in second and third and manageable to continue to move the change to just you know take the air out of the football and and turn that clock. I think that there are legitimate concerns that he can be that guy. He's not, you know, he's 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 not Austin Eckler. Like Austin Eckler is a physical freak. Like yeah. he, as far as his size, he's 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 pine size. Both of them not, you know, big guys. But Eckler's he's a he's a fire hydrant, and he can he can absorb the hits. Now, also Eckler showed last year that you know he's got his own injury concerns. Sure. Can he take on the toll that's necessary for a running back? But I don't know. I I think I could. You could put Chase Edmonds in a position to come out on the field, you know, on the broadcast, announce himself as the starting running back, and him get, you know, 50% of the carries, and, and it'd still be a committee, and I'll be comfortable with that. Like, if, if he's the, you know, the veteran back this time, where I feel like he's been the younger guy in the room, uh, if he changes that role, I don't have a problem. I think that he could absolutely take that on. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's showed that he's a 1B, 2A back. You know, he has. And nowadays, it's almost doing the future of your franchise a disservice to have a bell cow, even though I hate that cliche. I hate that terminology. Having one guy that gets 25 carries a game might be nice for three years until everything starts to kind of shut down. Everybody starts to slow down. If you can go running back by committee with two guys that you trust, it doesn't matter who the starter is. Now, Chase Edmonds... When it comes down to it, in the in the rawest form of what you need your running back to do, you need your running back to be able to convert short yardage. And Chase Edmonds, he can't do that. Third and one, you need to be able to trust whoever you hand the ball off in your backfield to to be able to push the line and get a yard. And the Cardinals, Kenyon Drake has been fine at it recently, especially around the goal line, even though it was kind of put on display that uh, they, had a, they had a bad run of third and fourth and shorts at the goal line last season. I mean, Chase Edmonds is not a guy that you trust to get one yard. And you need to be able to trust your running back to be able to do everything that you need him to do, regardless of game flow or, or uh, you know, down in distance. And there's, there's definitely shortcomings. So this obviously is paving the way to them drafting a running back because, I mean, we're 22 days away from the draft. We don't know if Larry Fitzgerald's retiring, and we don't know who's going to be what, what the running back room is going to look like. Those are two glaring things. The running back room is a little bit more important now uh, than fits, but still, it's a huge question mark. There, there are more. You know, it's it's becoming. If you're an Arizona Cardinals fan, you you should be concerned about the run game, like the run game as a whole. I mean, there, there are more red flags than what you just mentioned. We'll get into what those are. Plus, some you know the rookie running back, the uh, the draft class, a couple of our 
our listeners, our Twitter followers, threw out a couple more names. We'll we'll debate them. Plus, we'll get into that uniform discussion. It's all here. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network. We have a champion, the best-tasting protein bar of all the best-tasting protein bars. <laughs> it's Coconut Brownie Chunk. It's the champion of the best-tasting protein bars. And we've been telling you about Built Bar for a while. It is the best-tasting protein bar. They've got 18 amazing flavors you can always lean on. They always have limited-time, incredible bars. They're all covered in 100% chocolate, soft, easy to chew, and they're great for the health-conscious person because they're just as healthy as they are delicious. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in the delicious Built Bar. The bar is low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, and great for some people on the keto Diet right now. Go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's using the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Get yourself a champion built bar. It's the coconut brownie chunk. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy. So we had a, a couple guys reach out to us at Locked On AZ Cards on Twitter. Like the. We continue to get roasted for our mock drafts. We, uh, we love the people that are coming at us with their own mock drafts. At least that's like, okay, well, I disagree with what you say, but here's what I did. Instead of being like, you guys are idiots, and that's it. It's just it's just off into the internet, just just crushing and ruining our days. But we had a uh, we had a couple guys tweet us. Some one of our b- buddies uh, had a pretty similar draft to us, and he thinks that the Arizona Cardinals should look into uh, Trey Burton or uh, Jordan Reed at the tight end position, which I agree, instead of taking Luke Farrell, who I think you and I realized after we'd done our mock draft, like wasn't that big of a threat at the tight end position for Ohio State last season and might not be an option for the Arizona Cardinals. They still do need a playmaking option at the tight end position. But a lot of people, they're, it's like different tastes for people. Like I, I know you're running back tight. Like your like dream running back, Alex, is LeGarrette Blunt. Like, you like the big boys, right? You like the bruisers. You like the three yards and a cloud of dust guys. But you, they'll get you three yards, and then they'll get you three yards. They won't get you less. You run over your middle linebacker. Right. You love those guys. That's your type. And then there's well, some, there, there are people that have you know their types as far as we had our guy uh, Nick hit us up, and he likes uh, the kid out of Buffalo that scored, like, what was it eight, seven or eight touchdowns he went, uh, he went not so for? But yeah, uh, Jarrett Patterson. Um, I'm not from what I've been reading, and this is all off of, and this is everybody's draft insight. Is you you read an article, you read a couple articles. That's that's my insight. That's your insight. Nobody's. It's it's all coming from secondary info. So I just read that that Patterson was running behind a very stout offensive line, and as far as his athleticism, it, it's people aren't wowed by it. He would be a back in a in a commit in the running back committee. That's his best case scenario at the NFL level. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different ways you can go. This is the fun part. You know, I mean, it's still a super choose your own adventure for the Cardinals. And, and just to put a button on what you're saying, I, yes, I, I like the big bruise of Ramondre Stevenson and Trey Sermon are my two bells of the ball for this season. But both those guys are able to catch the ball at the backfield. Garrett Blunt was pretty much worthless when it came to anything but taking the ball and running over people. You know, um, we've learned like what you've seen with um, with uh, Leonard Fournette 
his ability to turn from where he was at LSU to being a, a bona fide pass catching back. That's what you have to be able to do at the next level. I like the kid out of Buffalo. I, I watched a lot of that game because it was the only thing on TV on a Tuesday. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I, I just don't, I don't know. I mean, again, you just need to choose, choose what your offensive game, game plan is going to be and bring guys in that will benefit your game plan. And we just need to know if Cliff Kingsbury knows what that is or knows how to spell game plan. I guess we'll find out pretty quickly. <laughs> but and as we mentioned, like there are a lot of concerns about this run game because as of right now, your running back group is Chase Edmonds, and Cliff Kingsbury's gone on record and said he would be confident in Chase Edmonds as a featured back. You have Max Williams as your tight end. You've got a couple guys that would be candidates to be your guards. Or we're looking for a right guard, right? They brought in Brian Winters. He's coming from Buffalo. They didn't run the ball very well last year. They were a pass-first, pass-first offense, right? They didn't even throw the ball in the red zone. That, that, that was their calling card. They threw the football. Um, so to bring a guard over from Buffalo isn't exactly the biggest boost of confidence. Maybe he'll be excited to get back to running the football. But like I, I throw out the numbers at nauseum that you know the Cardinals are 10-2 and under Cliff Kingsbury when they rush for over 150 yards. They have an impressive record when they have a, a rusher of over 100 yards. It's like they're... It, the wins versus losses is it's 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 undeniable how important it is that this team has a, a solid run game and there are remaining questions like that there's no there's not anybody beyond Max Williams who's going to be likely your best blocking tight end and then you've got uh, you know I don't think that you you have full confidence in the group right now the guys that would actually be toting the rock and you've got some questions as far as who's going to be opening up those rush lanes um, I mean. I, I know I, it's something that's that's becoming more and more of a, a glaring issue and needs to be addressed the rest of the offseason. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, again, and and jumping Larry Fitzgerald into this, yes, even though his decision is more you know low impact than it has been in recent years, he's still one of the best blocking wide receivers in the league because yep. he's all in. I mean, he's like the the George Kittle of wide receivers. He loves doing it. <laughs> And it's, I mean, he doesn't, you know, go all WWE on everybody, but I mean, Fitz is great at it. it takes and pride he is in more it. of a tight end in that regard, in that, in that capacity, especially. I mean, look at him on wide receiver screens with DeAndre Hopkins. He's a lead blocker sometimes. He's 36 years old. So that's going to be something that needs to be, as you mentioned, because it's a really good point. Um, that's need, something that needs to be monitoring directly affecting the running back, um, the running back situation is Larry Fitzgerald's blocking ability. And if he's going to come back or not, it's a good point. Yeah, I'm wondering if 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 Steve Kai. I mean, it just seems like if you if you read the tea leaves that they're all in on drafting a guy. I mean, and it was Steve Kime. I mean, it, it's not it's not the the usual suspects. Like when we look at this draft class, there are three guys that stand out. It's Najee Harris. It's Travis Etienne. It's uh it's Javante Williams. And then beyond that, you know, there's some guys that, like uh, Nick pointed out. Like uh, the kid from Buffalo and, and Jarrett Patterson and your boy Stevenson. Uh, I mentioned Chubba Hubbard, who ran a sub 4-4, and he had a monster year in 2019 before you know having kind of a polarizing 2020 season. Um, there, there are options. It's just you're rolling the dice. And then knowing Steve Kime, he's also looking at some smaller school guys. I mean, what what have we seen from Steve Kime as far as? Running backs are concerned. He drafted Andre Ellington in the sixth round. Uh, he drafted, uh, you know, Chase Edmonds in the fourth round at a Fordham. He's not a guy that's that's gone out. He he wanted Amir Abdullah out of Nebraska, 
an undersized guy, but thank God the Lions nabbed him and he went with another small school out of small school running back and David Johnson in Northern Iowa. So Yeah. I mean, here's the thing is if Ezekiel Elliott was drafted by Jacksonville, he wouldn't be Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. In the NFL. If Leonard Fournette was drafted by the Cowboys, he would be an all pro. Like there's running backs are not only only as good as their skill set, but they're really a, a large chunk of the percentage of their of their performance is directly predicated upon their offensive line ability and the ability in the run game, uh, the pass game. Like if it's a run first only with a bad defense or with a, with a bad offensive line, it's it's not. I mean, it's not a a good situation for running backs to be in. So fit is important on top of the skill level. So that's why it's such a crapshoot when it comes to running backs and that's second and third tiers. It really is about timing and location. And if the Cardinals choose to go running back at 16 and you want to draft Najee Harris and you want to splash, I mean, I don't know. You're coming around on like, like and at 49, it looks like with the mock drafts, top three aren't going to be there. But they've the been, we haven't seen three backs go in the top 50 in the last couple drafts. So, I mean, that's, but, you know, people are, people are realizing that that's a money spot. Um, I think the tackle group is one to really watch because if the Cardinals don't go running back at 16, and I don't think they will, but that means they've got what 31 picks before their next their their next pick, right? You know, at 49, and there's a chance that you know I don't think there's a chance Matt's that not dodgy, huh? Matt, little dodgy. I just don't think <laughs> Najee is going to go before the Cardinals, so that you still have the top back on the board. And then you, then people have to decide between Javante Williams and Travis Etienne, and it's, I don't think all the teams are in love with those guys. So then yeah. between those picks, I mean, there's three guys to spread over three, you know, you know, thirty-two picks. I think there's an op- I think there's probably going to be an opportunity at one of those guys at forty-nine. And if you roll the dice and you, and you get burned, it's not the worst case scenario because you have other needs. And then that's also a position that you know you can, your you know your scouts. Perspective and, and how they have guys ranked is, is a lot different, especially at that position, than everybody else's. And you can probably grab one. Now, the problem is, and we we found this in our mock draft Monday, that there are 111 yeah. picks between 49 and when they pick again in the fifth. So it's going to, I got to imagine that one of the moves is is to gain some, some more draft picks, you know, whether it's a third round pick or a fourth round pick, uh, between picking 49 and picking in the fifth round again. It's Bo, it's Alex, Locked on Cardinals. We've got uh, one little bit, uh, little discussion coming up as far as the Arizona Cardinals uniforms. It's going to be a quick one, and we'll get you on with the rest of your Wednesday here on Locked on Cardinals. I will tell you, though, you've got the NCAA season, college basketball hoops. It's in the rearview mirror. Of course, football is as well, but you still have the NBA. It's ramping up towards the postseason. You've got the NHL in full swing, and you've got Major League Baseball, which just... They just opened things up last week. Bet Online's the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. It even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website, betonline.ag, use your mobile device, and sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code locked on. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Use that promo code locked on for your welcome bonus. Bo and Alex, and this is part of how you keep 
your quarterback happy. And he's he's calling for new uniforms. And you're potentially going to go two off seasons of time without doing a single thing. And this is part of it, man. I mean, money's going to be pretty much equal. The Arizona Cardinals, they just need to, I think this is them tweaking their uniforms and kind of uh, catering to Kyler Murray. This is part of it. Yeah, it's part of the pseudo rebranding of the Arizona Cardinals organization. You know, the foundation is starting to get stronger. They're adding in some more integral pieces to, you know, help that with AJ Green and JJ Watt. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've been crying about this for three years now. Like, like, uh, effectively once a year we're going to have we're going to do pretty much full podcast on how putrid the jerseys are get rid of the damn bird I, I i'm done you you can have it i don't like it on the helmet i don't like it on the helmet i would go just to numbers i don't care look at the washington football team how sexy those jerseys are they don't even have a damn have, have a damn nickname no mascot like if you put cardinals on the sideline written out Cardinals on the side of the helmet or Arizona on the side of the helmet or AZ, AZ or ARI across the chest like Atlanta did. Change it. Burn them. And I know that he, like, it looks like it's made in South Park imaging. If you look at Kyler Murray's Instagram, it looks like something Cartman would wear as an offensive lineman. Right. But it's like, he loves, as you mentioned, I mean, he loves the the flag logo, the, the flag. Uh, he played at Oklahoma. Fight. Those are like one of the least sexy uniforms you've seen. They're yeah. pretty standard. Yeah. And I think that's and what I he would wants. 99% of jerseys on the planet over Arizona's, except for the Seattle Seahawk puke green color rush. I think that's those go down as the worst ever. Denver's are pretty go- ugly too. That orange, the orange crush. But it, it's, I think it's, it's part of the equation. It's as silly as it sounds, you just make them happy. You do just do whatever he says, and and turning the clock back like to the Jake Plummer, Pat Tillman, Arizona Cardinals era, I think that would make the fan base pretty happy too. Like throwback is in, and you can make it pretty close and tweak it a little bit, give it some modern upgrades. There was a little bit blue. People pointed out it. It just kind of opens things up. Things you can do. Players love that. They can, you know, they can mess around with their gear. It's, it's just part of the equation in keeping Kyler Murray happy, just like surrounding him with wide receivers and, and playmakers and offensive linemen and giving him a defense that's going to be able to make stops. This is also part of it. So it's locked on Cardinals. He, he can't be marketable if he's wearing some ugly uniforms. He just can't. It's going to hurt his brand. So Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Give us a follow on Twitter at Locked On AZ Cards. Follow us on Facebook. Hit us up on YouTube. We've got some big things coming. We just talked to the godfather of the Locked On Podcast Network, and he's uh, he's excited about what's coming down the pike for the Arizona for the Locked On Arizona Cardinals podcast. We'll tell you what that is. Also, uh, we got some great content headed your way as well. For Bo, for Alex, I'm Bo Brock. We'll talk to you guys soon. Have a good rest of your day.